0: Welcome to JV Takes. I'm Logan. That's Kyle. And you guys know the drill by now. We're breaking down section one in Minnesota wrestling in the most JV way possible. Is that right, Kyle? It is. It is. We,
1: uh, you know, we ended, I think people could tell I was a little annoyed with you
0: last week with Mm -hmm. all your, Mm -hmm. well, you usually are. I think yes. Last week, it just kind of came to the surface a little bit more than normal. And then I'm sitting here Thursday night minding my own business.
1: Uh, sitting on the couch mm-hmm. gonna watch some wrestling we had good you faribault and uh byron in mm-hmm. good you
0: mm-hmm. a lot of section one teams yep
1: i'm on daddy daycare playing dolls on the couch and all of a sudden i'm getting verbally assaulted by the guy sitting across from me and my father uh-huh. i'm not sure how i feel about that well like normally you do it to my face and i can you know defend myself Yep. yep. you know and now it's just to the millions of people watching the good you live stream yep
0: so you're actually kind of getting to like so most people think I broadcast for love of the sport I broadcast because of the opportunity it gives me to call you out publicly because I think you need that you need to be <laughs> held accountable and we need to we need to have those moments it speaking was speaking of accountable how was your match of the week it was uh it it was an interesting matchup with a lot of <laughs> tough kids it looked better on paper than it actually ended up being. For those of you that don't remember, it was Chatfield, Caledonia, and Chatfield took, yeah, Chatfield took Caledonia out back into the parking lot and gave them the people's elbow. So, not the best (laughs) match so far. And then my other one that I chose for week one, Stewartville and St. Charles, not St. Charles, uh, Stewartville and Caledonia, we still don't have a result on that. (laughs) So, I think I'm 0 for 2 on matches of the week. Speaking of people's elbow. Thursday night, you got to
1: go to Goodyear to call that match, and you got to see a uh, local wrestling legend who did. also, many people may not know, is a huge pro
0: wrestling fan. Is he really? Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. We, yes. Every year, well, you can you can go.
0: That's that's funny. <laughs> so we're referencing legendary Goodyear head coach Bill Sutter was the head coaching in Goodyear for 37 years. Josh Grant took over as hedge coach 16 years ago, but that really surprises me because the majority of wrestling fans that I know, like folk style, legitimate high school and college wrestling fans have a lot of disdain for WWE and that type of wrestling. So that kind of surprises me that you say coach Sutter loves it. We got to get coach Sutter on here and we should just have like a bunch of trivia, a WrestleManias and I guarantee he'll go a hundred for a hundred. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yep. He looks like he could still compete in the WWE. Like, Coach Sutter definitely still works out. He's got biceps. He would, I would not make it six minutes with Coach Sutter. <laughs> no what, way.
1: What was the event? Why were they there?
0: So, it was the 30th anniversary of the 1983 Goodyear wrestling team that got fifth at state. Your dad, Joe, who I did the broadcast with on Thursday night, was a 45 pounder on that team I believe. So they got the crew back together. Coach Sutter gave a little rah-rah speech and it must have worked because good you looked pretty good that night and they had a couple good matches the next day as well.
1: Judging by the people on the map for that 30th, how many of them defected to Mazeppa? Too many. It looked like a lot.
0: <laughs> one is one is too many, Kyle. And yeah. you've got a
1: couple pictures now, some blackmail pictures.
0: I do. Yep, there's a very prominent Wrestling father from Zambrota Mazeppa that uh, that Belchester. I have nice, Belchester I should <laughs> say yep that I had a nice conversation with, so it sounds like the Majuras family is doing very well and so is the Zombrota wrestling or I should say Zimbroda Mazeppa wrestling team this year this right maybe we should just call them the Mazeppa wrestling team <laughs> <laughs> so besides who else did we have on the eighty three team that there was a has lot of guys to Brandon Lundy's dad. I'm blanking on his first name. Okay, he defected to Mazepa as well. Zambroda. Zimbroda. What is up with this trend? I don't know. It's rough. Why is it happening? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta change that. Okay. So as I said, a good night of wrestling on Thursday night. Joe and I were able to call that match. Good, you handled Byron. They knocked off Fairbo in a section one um match and then on friday kyle we better start with good you because you know i'm good you homer we're we're all good you homers here um they had a really nice win over one of the best teams in class a beating holdingford 29 26 i kind of called that one didn't you're kind of turning this into the good you podcast yeah <laughs> just wait we'll get to my other teams we'll get to right. challenge <laughs> we'll get to chatfield caledonians and broda as well yep uh, yeah, it looks like Goodyear knocked off
1: Holdingford. came down to heavyweight 29, 25, maybe, 26, something like that. Um, yeah, so like it's a good win for Goodyear.
0: Yeah, definitely is. Um, they also wrestled Howard Lake, Waverly Winstead for third. They knocked off Howard Lake, and then they lost to Dilworth, Glendon, Felton in the semis, which is, I think, the 12th-ranked team in double a right now so there was definitely some good competition up there other teams in section 1a kenyon had a really good week as well you said you watched them wrestle triton then on tuesday that kenyon and Triton
1: tuesday night i think it was a reschedule they moved it up from thursday to tuesday yeah kenyon took it to him i think triton won maybe a couple matches by pin
0: um other than that yeah kw pretty much rolled through that how are, how are numbers looking for Troyton? Is their lineup getting pretty full, or do they still have a couple? I want to say there was only one or two forfeits that I recall. Okay. I don't know that
1: quite 100%, but I think they definitely had a much fuller lineup. And across the board, maybe mm-hmm. we can talk touch on that. It appears that lineups are just filling out a little bit more this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. As I was scouring results last night, I noticed St. Charles has a nice full lineup, Lewiston, Altura, Wabashaw only had I think three or four kids compete at sections last year and now they've got seven or eight kids in the lineup so it seems like a lot of these programs are definitely trending in the right direction the weird ones so those teams are doing really well with their lineups but I saw like in the plain view in Caledonia duel there were three or four forfeits which was a little bit weird to me I wouldn't anticipate that to keep going just because like Some of the forfeits were at 52 and 60, and I feel like any program can just kind of go and get a 52 or 60 pounder from the dollar store, but I don't know. So. <laughs> well, we better eliminate a
1: weight then and there if there's forfeits around that. I mean, yeah. that's the logical sense, right? Eliminate a weight class, fill them out.
0: That makes the most sense yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Get it down to like eight or nine or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, three. Why not three? Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think um, overall, though, the, the upper
1: weights, I would say, have been full. You know, I think in years past we've seen maybe a few more open upper weights. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess it's technically correcting itself there. And then early in the season, you have just a ton of kids that aren't at the right weight, coming off a football injury. Um, you know, maybe got in trouble with the law, whatever. There's all kinds of options out there on why people might not be in there. So, sure, it'll work itself out. And mm-hmm. I think by uh, by usually by about those holiday tournaments, which we're going to be coming up to here in the next week or two. I feel that's when you kind of really start seeing the full picture of where a team's at
0: yeah you get those weight allowances and then you get the two pounds after the holidays teams really start settling in and you know before the season started i was doing all this projecting of lineups and now we've got the first wave of lineups and then that hopefully second wave that's a bit more concrete will come here around the holidays so back on Kenyon, they also wrestled on Saturday at an individual tournament up in Delano. They won that tournament with some pretty good competition. Mason Hansen was a champ at 133. Gavin Johnson was back in the lineup up at 152. That was nice to see. He went undefeated and won that tournament. And then also Will Van Epps won the 215-pound bracket. But note here that he knocked off number five ranked in Class A at 189. Hank Meyer from Kimball, so Kenyon continues to roll, Will Van Epps continues to roll, and later in the episode we'll mention they're going to have a very important section one match later this week with Dover Yoda. So staying in 1A, Chatfield continued to cruise my match of the week that we mentioned. They wrestled Caledonia and also Plainview. Aiden Miner, somebody who's off to a good start this season, he majored Alex Hendricks of Plainview. I've I was a little bit surprised, I would say, to see Aiden Miner in the initial rankings, just because he was at 38 last year and his record, you know, was kind of around 500. But Chatfield sees some good competition throughout the year, and then jumping all the way up to 72, he's had a great start to the season and and really been a key cog in that Chatfield lineup. So, props to him. Kale Shot is also back in there up top, and then Will Bolter looks like he's still out at 215 for the gophers doing his thing so chapfield continues to roll kyle yeah what was the i think cal got a pin there was it just denstead got yeah. the only win Den, there yeah denstead got a pin it wasn't it wasn't roland i don't think i forget who it was oh jack dornack he pinned jack dornack at 45 so another nice win for owen denstad and um carson roland also knocked off isaac blocker kale Bardo's beat braxton lang so chatfield's winning in in really good fashion and they're also having some impressive individual victories yeah absolutely there
1: who's on fire more chatfield there's umbrota mazeppa we'll find
0: out <laughs> we'll find out um dover yoda they had a good week as well so touching on all the section 1a teams right away here they went 4-0 at byron's dual tournament they knocked off Mayo 3622 that was the closest match they had other than that they kind of they kind of cruised Len, Landon Leonard's was back in the lineup so it's good to see all these these stud football players getting healthy finding their way out in the wrestling mat and it looks like he notched his 100th win this weekend so congratulations to Landon Leonard's trivia question here we go how many years in a row has Dovriota won the Byron tournament how many, can you tell me how many years they've competed in it? No. Can you tell me how Just answer the question. How many years? We don't have all day. We actually do. <laughs> this is Sunday. Sundays are for wrestling podcasts. <laughs> how many years has the tournament been around? A long time. I'm going to say, That's... so dover Yoda was good last year. They were one of the top four teams in section one. The year before they went to state. You know, when you ask me trivia questions, I just give the guess and we move on. Let me see. They started having all the individual state champions in 2016. I apologize to all of our listeners right now. I'm going to say they have won it in 2019, 2020, 21, 22, and 23 now. So I'm going to say, was that, five or six years? I need to guess. I'm going to say five. That is correct. Yes. Wow. <laughs> we just tanked our audience right there. <laughs> the most the most backwards possible math to get to the right number it oh works. my Kyle, okay now, five
1: years if for those of you
0: that couldn't you know listen through that whole thing it was fine it's been five years now would be your opportunity to admit that i'm an elite wrestling mind go ahead we'll talk about that later you can say it <laughs> all right so dover had a good week i didn't see any duels that they were in earlier this week you didn't see any did you no i think they were off i think they just started on saturday with that. i think you're right and there's kyle and i have been talking a lot about reporting results and stuff and how it's an incredibly imperfect process so just so all the viewers know we do our best to gather results that are accurate and cover them as in as much depth as possible but we can only work with the information that that gets to our fingertips so um moving along i think i don't have any other notes for 1a here kind of just touched on the top four teams there grand meadow and st charles wabashaw were also in action it looks like they had some individual tournaments yeah wabashaw went down to that jcc individual tournament i believe they had three
1: uh place winners there so and also i I believe their numbers are starting to come up it Mm -hmm. looked like so that's uh that's good good to see you want to see programs growing growing from within and uh continuing to compete so It'll be fun to see how those Wabasha kids,
0: Swapshot Kellogg kids, kind of progress throughout the year. But, yeah, it looks like their numbers are starting to trickle up. Yeah, and then, like I said earlier, St. Charles, really the same, the same story. They've got a full lineup. So Colton Matheson had a nice win earlier this week at 39. I can't find I wrote that down who it was, but we're going to ignore that fact. So definitely good to see the full lineups. And then also we received a message on the JV Takes Facebook page that, zombrota Mazeppa, pine island and rochester mayo when they met up not last friday but the friday before there was a really really good turnout for the jv portion and the girls wrestling portion as well so full varsity lineups and then sounds like a lot of programs also expanding the girls and the junior varsity so good work section one and i've
1: noticed um they've got some girls results separate now on the guillotine so you can search those a little quicker also uh there was a girls tournament, I believe, in Hutchinson this week, an all girls tournament. So we'll have to do a little roundup here over the holiday break, uh, kind of touching
0: on all the all the girls uh tournaments that have been been going on. And I think I saw a picture online that the Grand Meadow, their big girl squad, went down to Iowa for an individual tournament. So not just Minnesota. It sounds like I was really taking girls wrestling seriously as well.
1: I was in Zambroda yesterday's with uh Doing a little Christmas browsing, and there was a ton of people wearing Iowa clothing. Wasn't there? Yeah, I don't know what the deal was, so I don't know what that is, but it makes sense. Like, you're in Zambrota, you got to get annoyed by something, so it's Iowa.
0: (laughs) I also lived in Zambrota for 12 years. (laughs) Sure. I wonder if they're finally coming to the realization that they just live in a godforsaken wasteland, so some of them are starting to move north. They migrate up. but yeah, Yeah, they haven't got their Minnesota gear quite yet. Yep. So maybe miss the Black Friday sale or something. Random, completely irrelevant topic, right there. But no, 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 that's relevant. (laughs) I get you gave me an opportunity to get my Iowa pot shot in. If I don't get my Iowa pot shot in, it's not a podcast. Are you gonna? So we got a coming up. We got
1: Coach Hill, Iowa backing there. Are you gonna take as many shots at him
0: about Iowa? Are you gonna tail between your legs and be on your best behavior? I haven't met Coach Hill in person before. I've heard a lot of really, really good things about Coach Hill. I'm going to ask, I'm going to lean on you in this one, Kyle. Do you think he could kick my butt? Like, could he take me out back here and teach me a lesson? He has two sons that are, like, I don't know, young. Mm -hmm. They would destroy you. Okay. So maybe I'll be careful with that one. But (laughs) I don't know. When we had Bailey in here, I was still... (laughs) bailey weighs 190 pounds and he's pure steel and i wasn't i wasn't too afraid to poke at him so we'll see what the moment requires all right, good all right so moving along double a here we did mention byron briefly earlier they were at Goodyear on thursday night dropped duels to good and Farbo. tough start to the season for byron i think they were 0-3 on their tournament saturday at home So, you know, props to them. They scheduled some really tough competition to start the season. I'm sure tides will swing in the right direction for them as the line starts to fill out. And then Ben Steele won his 50th match on Saturday. I saw a picture on Twitter. Congratulations to Mr. Steele. Just a sophomore, I believe. So a lot of wins left to be had for him. The other thing on Byron, um,
1: was it Will Roth? Just got done playing in the All-Star game last weekend. Mm -hmm. So he's what four five days maybe into practice so it'll be fun to see how that uh once he gets his
0: lungs under him and things like that how he progresses throughout Mm -hmm. the year so yeah he's a really good athlete byron's got some good upper weights some kids that are rock solid so it'll be fun to see how they shake out
1: did uh coach radke you know get you anything for calling their match play
0: by play i I'm really heartbroken. I didn't even get a handshake, Kyle, or oh, a hello. Wow. I, what did you say? You must have said something on the podcast. I think it was making fun of him not shooting a deer. Ah. <laughs> I think that had something to do with it. No, Coach Radke was locked in. He's always he's one of those coaches that just always put his athletes first. So I was also locked in in my own right on the broadcast with the great Joe Hunneke. So we were both kind of full of responsibilities. Hopefully next time I run into him, he can, you know, buy me a Laffy Taffy or I suppose I probably owe him a Laffy Taffy from coming on the podcast and dealing with you yeah and dealing with me yep yep so staying in double-a Stewartville they went up to Grand Forks on Saturday made the 37-hour drive or whatever it is <laughs> they got seventh out of 16 teams looked like it was some good competition that was kind of right in Stuartville's ballpark I noticed Staples Motley won that tournament Pretty handedly, they're, they're a Class A team that's going to be fun to watch. Plainview, El Jamelville, briefly mentioned them earlier. They knocked off Caledonia, even with three forfeits in the lineup. They handed Caledonia 18-team points, Kyle, and they were still able to knock them off. So impressive showing by the Bulldogs. The kids that they do have in the lineup are performing really well. Nolan Ford at off to a great start. He won the lacrosse individual tournament on Saturday and then i noted both of the ramans carson and drew had a good night against chatfield and caledonia it looked like carson Raman pinned that johnson from chatfield who was a state entrant one year ago of course if that's that result is right and then drew Raman up at heavyweight got the dual ceiling pin against rival caledonia so kind of getting a little bit of clarity now in the second tier of teams in double a Oh, who's here? I don't know. Who could it be?
1: We shouldn't have a visitor today. Santa's early, huh? Well,
0: all right. We, maybe we're the guest. <laughs> we didn't even know. It. Maybe we should have we a guest. booked that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, that second tier of teams in Double A are starting to shake out. Plainview looks like they're throwing their name in the hat with a win over Caledonia. I still think Caledonia is incredibly relevant in that conversation. And then Cannon Falls as well. I know they've had a tough start to the season with some of these city schools. They've wrestled with Shakopee, Apple Valley, but their lineup looks really nice on paper. And if they can put it together in a team, they're definitely going to be right there with Plainview and Caledonia as somebody that could be in the section semifinals. So, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Cannon Falls appears to really be putting together a nice team. Uh, we've got some preview here coming up with Cannon Falls that I'm kind of excited to see where that where that goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, and Pine Island, Stewartville will be relevant in that conversation as well. Just looking through my AA cheat sheet here, I think those are kind of all the teams at this point that are going to be trying to get into the section semis in AA. So on Caledonia for a second, it seems like they're maybe just going through a little bit of. Growing pains as they try to replace last year's senior class. They've dropped a couple duels, Zimbroda, Chatfield, Plainview now. So like I said last week, they've got those bodies. Just a matter of, you know, learning what their identity as a team, maybe JV wrestlers learning what it's like the first time to be a regular in the varsity lineup, and just trying to build some of that consistency. So I think that's a challenging position for a team to be in. And at the end of the year, they should be right there in the
1: double-A conversation. What do they always say? You make your biggest gains in football from week one to week two. I think in wrestling, some of those those gains take a little bit more time. You know, mm-hmm. you get through a couple duels, you get through a couple individual tournaments, and now you've kind of seen what you have and what there is to kind of build on. And, and I completely agree i think caledonia is going to be at a completely different spot by
0: the end of the year than they are today agree and when you have a lot of freshmen and sophomores in the lineup sometimes they'll give you phenomenal matches on one night and the next night you just don't exactly know what to expect with them so there's a lot of up and down from youngsters that you'll see but we'll definitely be there right at the end so double a picture starting to clear up a little bit one team that used to be in double A, they're now in triple A. Albert Lee, Kyle, I really like what I'm seeing from Albert Lee as of late. On Saturday, they went up and wrestled Hastings, Apple Valley, and STMA. STMA is the number one ranked team in triple A. They lost to them by 15, won five of the 13 matches, which is pretty solid against STMA. Most teams aren't going to win five matches, individual matches, that is, against STMA. Then they lost to number two Hastings by just six and knocked off the eighth-ranked team Apple Valley by 11. So it was a really good weekend for Albert Lee, and I like how their lineup is starting to take shape. They got a couple youngsters in the lower weights. They got a couple gross, I think it's pronounced gross or gross, at 107 and 114 that look like they're pretty legit. So now they've seemingly extended that nice long run of quality wrestlers all the way up into the middle weights. And then some of those youngsters in the upper weight seem to be holding their own as well. I would say Elbert Lee is quietly
1: making a case for the number one seed in AAA um, just by basically taking care of business. And then it looks like they've
0: really rounded out their lineup from top to bottom. I agree, definitely. I, at this point in time, so I'm going to be coming out with some revised Logan's power rankings. I know Guillotine's going to be coming out with theirs. Later this week, spoiler alert, at this point in time, I think Albert Lee is the the clear favorite, not necessarily head and shoulders above the rest of the competition in AAA, but they're the clear favorite in one AAA right now with a couple other really quality teams behind them, Northfield and Rochester Mayo, which, Kyle, was your match of the week last week, and you hit the nail right on the head. did you think i wasn't going to well i don't know nailed it sometimes you're hit sometimes you're miss you were definitely (laughs) hit last week
1: yeah this one was a looks like a really fun match and you definitely should have taken them up on that offer to call that call that match i made a big mistake
0: i i had already booked myself over in lakeville south rochester century was up there and a couple other programs saint agnes was there and the whole time, I was just refreshing my Twitter feed, trying to <laughs> trying to see what was going on in Northfield.
1: Yeah, so Northfield Mayo, twenty six twenty four. Looks like there might have been some fireworks throughout the match because we had two on Sportsman Lakes, one on Northfield, one on Rochester Mayo. We could make up a story on how that happened, but we really have no idea how or why. Um, I, obviously, I would like to. I would really like to hear that if yeah. somebody
0: wants to tweet us or or send us an email, let us know what happened in that one. I might throw
1: a coaching shirt on and just go sit in the coaches' room next week at their tournament, eat the food and just for, listen. For the food
0: and the gossip. Yeah, <laughs> food and <the> gossip.
1: <laughs> Find out what was going on. But um Northfield right through there, 27 through 45, got looks like I would say four key wins. Um Caden Stubb, uh pinned Andrew Tremble. Then you had your two Harners and the angles, all with well two with eight two wins and then a seven four. So they took care of business where they needed to Calder Sheehan was back for Rochester Mayo at 52 and got a tech fall. Uh, And then it looks like uh, Mayo went on a little run with three. I mean, kind of a back and forth, a run of a couple matches for one team, a couple the other way. Uh, And then up top, I think probably the match that sealed it was uh, the Ryan Kuyper of Northfield over Ethan Pepper, 7-2. And uh, yeah, that locked her up for him. So that would have been a, a great match to see. And I think Northfield, this is a a fun person to watch. We got to see her watch. But Callie Greiber uh, from Northfield started the duel off with a pin. And uh, yeah, so Northfield, I think, is putting together a really nice duel team. Like somebody called last week. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that was. You
0: remember? Somebody called us? Called. Somebody called the match? Called it. Yeah. uh, I have no idea. We'll have to listen back to the episode and give credit where credit's due because I would never want you to be short at credit cost. Correct. Yep. We'll listen back to that one. I agree with you, though. I really like how their lineup is looking. And I've said this before, but they are young. Like Both of these guys up top, Owen Murphy and Ryan Kuyper, both just juniors. So that's a rock solid foundation. And then you got your Harners in the lower weights. Callie Graber that you mentioned It's just Phenomenal. She was a girls' state champion last year. I, Kyle and I were talking about this before we press record. I don't think I've seen her lose a match yet this year, so she is just a key cog as well. And this is a lineup that's sustainable for not just this year, but the years to come. And I think Northfield's going to be relevant in the AAA equation for a while. When does Northfield and Albert Lee? Do you know when they wrestle? That's a good question. I do not. I was just thinking about how those two teams match up if northfield can keep it close down low which is a really really tough ask when you're wrestling albert lee they might have a shot but man albert lee just has those hammers all the way up to you know 45 52 60 did you forget to tell me you sold your vacation house in caledonia and you just bought one in albert lee wow i'm I'm in on Albert Lee. Apparently, after so after what they did on Saturday, keeping it close with St. Michael and Hastings knocking off Apple Valley, given Apple Valley isn't the Apple Valley of years past, I'm in on Albert Lee. I'm ready to buy a Tiger Albert Lee Tigers wrestling sweatshirt for the holidays. <laughs> I'll get a Northfield long sleeve and we'll we'll debate there.
1: So Yeah, we can do that. We
0: can do that. <laughs> so a little bit more in AAA here. Fairbo was in Good U on Thursday night. They dropped a match to Good U. They beat Byron. They had a couple individual accomplishments that was tweeted out by their Twitter account. By the way, whoever runs the Fairbo Twitter account does a phenomenal job. That is, for somebody who loves wrestling, loves following wrestling, these teams that have great Twitter accounts are the best, and whoever runs those accounts deserves tons of pats on the back. So, thank you to the Faribault Twitter account for informing us that JT Housen got his 150th win, Cooper Liknam got his 75th win, and it looked like Isaac Yetzer, they called him Ike, so I'm assuming it's Isaac Yetzer, broke the school pin record. So, a lot of good things happening on the individual level for Faribault. Speaking of Twitter accounts, check out JV Takes on Twitter
1: we are doing our best to uh retweet all of these so give yourself kind of a central location to get section one results as we get them uh we'll retweet all the team final team results and anything else that we find interesting uh so yeah give us a follow that's kind of our goal is to get most of the results out there and then that way we have them kind of in one spot but yeah thank you to the Faribault twitter um northfield got their results out Dover they also Dover does a, they good do job. a good job. Um, yeah, so
0: yeah, thank you. Um, and then also, so you can follow our Twitter account for those results that Kyle will occasionally be retweeting. And then you never know when he's going to throw a weird picture of me out there or throw some shade at me. So if you're if you have a bad sense of humor like him, you can definitely follow for that as well. Once a month or something like and that. And I've got some. I've got some in the hopper. Yeah, he just got one recently. <laughs> Um, Okay, so that was the past week, and now looking forward, we were talking before this, Kyle, there's some big section matches coming up this week. Where do you think you want to start with the duels in the next week ahead?
1: Let's just start with our match of the week. We kind of agreed there's
0: one that we kind of both are interested in, and we just
1: want to run through that. And talk about that a little bit.
0: Maybe we should just let it be your match of the week because I'm I should stop picking matches You of the can week. no, you can ride my coattails on this. It's oh. fine. Because yep. then it'll be a good duel. If you just pick it by yourself, it's gonna probably not Well that's what I'm saying. If I jump in and agree with you and say it's the match of the week, I could ruin the duel. Nah, it'll be it'll be a good one. All right, we'll see. So what
1: what is that duel? We've got Canyon Wanamingo hosting Yoda on Friday night. So two uh, big time class a section one opponents uh i think that'll be this will have some seating implications obviously mm-hmm. um i don't know if kw wrestles uh chatfield later in the year or i think yeah they wrestle good you at the end so but this is going to be a big duel uh have some late season implications early in the year so yeah, This will be a really fun match. Uh, if you can make it over to Canyon Wadamingo, they also do a really good live stream, so we'll try to get those out. Canyon um, does, yeah. Oh, yep. cool. Yep, they uh, usually have a play, a couple play by play guys, color commentator, uh, to kind of give you a little insight on what's going on in those matches. So, you want to kind of run through what you're going to see out of this match, or
0: yeah, before we do that, though, I got to ask. Are their color commentators better than the ones in Goodu? Because hundred oh, good good. percent, really, right. yeah. I mean, I can hear them. I mean, you guys work on your audio; that would help. But that, well, that's more technical. That's yeah, a little yeah. bit out of our out of our control. I would say the content we had was A plus. The audio quality might have been closer to a C minus, but content was not an A plus. But well, moving on, that's subjective. KW so, Dovriota. KW Yoda. So Canyon, on paper, probably going to have the advantage down low. They have one of the best. Group of lightweights in Class A. Uh, Bronson Shea down at 14 for Dover Yoda. He's had a good start to the season. He's somebody that Dover would love to pick up a win against one of Kenyan studs early on. That could be a big swing match at 114. And then looking a little bit farther down the Dover lineup, I think the big stopper is going to be Bolton Tessing at 139. I think he's in there at 39 or 49. If he can find a way... To make number one, make sure that they get a win there at 39, and then potentially pick up some bonus points as well. That's going to be a key pivot point for Dover, because after him, I think they have a real chance to pick up some wins. But as we always know, it's so important in these section duels, Kyle's, to to keep the bonus points to a minimum. I know when these two teams met last year, it was a really close one. I think Kenyon won. And that's how they ended up with the three seed versus the four seed in the section. And seeding, extremely important, maybe not necessarily a two seed versus a three seed, but a three seed versus a four seed could be a huge deal in this situation. So like I said, bonus points, incredibly important. We won't probably see Johnson was weighing in above 39, correct?
1: We won't see a testing Johnson preview yeah on saturday he was up at 52 52 oh okay well that would have been that would be a fun match just individually to watch but um yeah i mean you look at both kw and Dover. they've got some they've got some uh key kids in there that Mm -hmm. are your state caliber type state place winner type kids um probably both team has a handful Mm -hmm. so depending on matchups and how those shake out weigh-ins and all that i think could be uh could be a key indicator how this one goes, and then also that flip is always uh, that flip is huge. It always plays. So it does. I don't know what um, KW or Dover has for movement or what they've got in there, but I'm sure uh,
0: the the coaching staffs for both have some ideas on what they're probably going to do. It looks like from what I've seen, Dover has a little bit of flexibility up top. I think Kenyon's a little bit more locked in with you know Van Epps at 215 and Conquer at heavyweight, but you never know, of course. Gasper and Will Van Epps maybe could be a fun match. I don't know if they matched up last year, but there's a couple guys that are really good athletes. Could be some points on the board in that one if it happens. Um, I'm going to make a prediction, Kyle. Plug your ears. Oh, boy. I think Kenyon pulls it out by single digits. That's my prediction. Home feeling advantage, rather home mat advantage in the nights Den I think it's called The Castle. The Castle? you saying The Castle's going to give him a little extra edge? The Castle's going to give him a little extra edge, and I'm putting my perfect prediction streak on the line this week. Kenyon gets it done by single digits.
1: All right. Well, so yeah, uh, pay attention to our Twitter. We'll get some results out there as soon as we get them, and also we'll try to get you a link to that live stream. Uh, Tune in. If you can't make it in person, that'll be uh, an exciting match. It's always fun to see uh, early season matches that matter. So mm-hmm. uh, try to if you're if you're a fan of wrestling, that's going to be worth the worth the time.
0: Definitely. So some other section one matches. There is seating on the line this week, which is kind of crazy to say, but there's always seating on the line throughout the entire season. Grand Moto and Goodhue and Troyton are all going to be down in Stuartville for a quad with the Tigers. So. Goodhue, Grand Meadow, Troyton—of course, all common section opponents. I would say out of those three teams, Goodhue is probably the favorite. But Grand Meadow's got a full lineup; they've got some hammers in there. Troyton continues to grow, so be interesting to see how that shakes out. So that's Grand Meadow, Leroy, Ostrander,
1: Southland. What, what did I say? It used to be—well, no, that's a story. He used to be Kingsland. So back in the day, so I was at the match, sitting by a friend of mine from high school. Okay, and he wanted to know if it's still Kingsland I'm like no actually Kingsland is no longer at Southland and he was telling me a story about those guys putting together a uh, a big banner down at the Civic Center okay and I said well I'm not going to tell that story unless you come on the podcast and uh, and tell it for us so we'll see if we can get him to come on someday and tell that so but then he also told me he he's only listened to one episode mm. so I
0: got after him for that sounds like kind of a casual yeah yeah mm. what do you think it would take to get him on the podcast do you think an original Julie Honey Honeykey T-shirt would maybe be enough to lure maybe. him? Maybe we could we could lure him on, get him telling some stories. So yeah,
1: yeah. So we'll see if uh Cody ever hears this and jumps on.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> maybe we'll clip this, put it on social media for there him, yeah. give him a better chance. Yep, yep. Also on Thursday, Lake City is going to be hosting Lewiston, Alshur, Rushford, Peterson, and Pine Island. So the big section opponents there are Pine Island and Lake City. Based off of the early results of this season, Pileton Island Lake City are really right there together in that same tier of teams in Double A, and then a duel, the lone duel on Thursday night. It looks like Cannon Falls and Zebrota Mazeppa. Some interesting. Oh, I hate myself for saying that. I'm starting <laughs> to slip say some into, interesting enough matchups. Yeah, there? Interest, Some
1: interesting matchups there. There actually will be though. I, I'll save you on this one. So down low, I think uh, the way. The cannon falls has just presented themselves really well this year it looks like they've Mm -hmm. wrestled some tough competition uh they've got what looks to be a pretty full lineup if not completely full Mm -hmm. and you know some of these kids that they've had on the roster now the last two three years that have been been good kids are even appearing to be even better now so i am excited to see some of those individual matchups um especially uh yeah right down there in the bottom to middle weights so that will be a lot of Interesting mm-hmm. matchups and tough kids.
0: Interesting matchups and tough kids. Yeah. So both of the parishes to start Cannon Falls lineup are rock solid. Zombroda is always good down low. So those first two weights should be fun. And then you got Singlewald in there 27, 32, or 39. I don't know where he's at. Will we get a, a career Singlewald times uh, 20? Could we please? Can, Can we, we put in a, a special wrestling? request? A lot. Well, I don't wait. know if it's as many as Lochner and Swanson, but they've, <laughs> they've met up quite a bit. Are we going to bring that up every duel or every podcast? Yeah. Lochner Swanson? Yes. yes. Okay. Correct. Until it happens?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. Where, you don't have a result here at Cannon Falls with where Stingwald's been
0: weighing in at. I think it's 33. I've been trying to keep up with the projected lineup, so I'm going to hop over to my double A sheet. He's been at 33. And that's. And st- career Sturt? has been up at 39. Okay, so yeah, so, either way, um, but Stimmits has been phenomenal absolutely. this year as well. That'll be a really, really fun match. So,
1: watching uh, wherever he locks up with somebody there, yeah, we'll get a we'll get a good one. Is that in Canon or in
0: Mazeppa? That is. It says Canon Falls is the host. I, I mean, Zimbrota, Well, I should say Mazeppa has already hosted two matches thus far, and wrestling teams don't get many home matches, just the way that the sport works. So Some, I can't. Some Somehow Mazeppa seems to always get like nine though. It's like they have a home schedule that's just, yeah. Well, that's because Mazepa is one of the greatest tourist towns on this side of the Mississippi. People I, love traveling to Mazepa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I have a good
1: story that my grandpa told me about Mazeppa. I still haven't decided if I want to say it because my grandpa was a little vulgar. So we would say. lose our
0: clean rating and I don't think I should... I don't right. think it's yeah worth we want it. to keep that yeah right. okay. maybe maybe we'll start a second podcast that's just explicit <laughs> or something yeah um okay Cannon and Zimbroda while we still had Zimbroda on the table I just wanted to mention one more uh, note on Zimbroda Owen Lexfeld in at eighty nine one eighty nine that is for Zimbroda sounds like he's doing a lot of good things stepping up there in the upper weights and then that Zingler for Cannon Falls has also had a great start to the season so could see another good matchup up top there. Do you, do you think this is like the duel of the week point 2? I I don't think it's as close as Dover and Kenyon. It's going to be a really good duel, but I don't think it's I don't think it's like a 1A and 1B situation. I think it's a clear number 1 and then number 2. Well, if it's not going to be close, who's winning that one? Oh, no, no. I wasn't saying the duel wouldn't be close. I would be I'm not as excited for Cannons and Broda. Mazeppa as I am for Dover Iota and Kenyon Monamingo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to make a prediction? I'll make one. No, that's fine. I just like hearing you backpedal. It's fun. I'll say Zimbrota Mazeppa stays hot. There's my prediction for Canon and Zimbrota. <laughs> um Wasika is gonna be going over to Oh, they're hosting Mankato East and St. Peter. St. Peter's a team that's in the lean and mean, they're pretty good. Northfield is gonna be hosting Austin when no asked <laughs> words austin and winona so winona looks like they've got four or five kids in the lineup they're still still trying to fill their 13 weights but hopefully get some good individual matchups that's it for thursday what do we have on friday here good you it's going to be hosting they're not going to be hosting they're going to be going up to the cities to wrestle white bear lake and foley so Kenyon already wrestled foley they had a good match with foley should be some quality competition for the good you thunder kitties and then friday the christmas tournament starts kyle there should be all sorts of good matches there huh yeah do we want to touch
1: on that individually go through the duels and then we'll kind of go on the last two well actually there's three individual
0: tournaments we can kind of talk about yeah why don't we touch on those individual tournaments before we get into the christmas tournament so are you would one of those be the Fillmore central tournament sure so that's always a pretty good one it looks like chatfield's going to be there grand meadow la crescent lewiston altura john marshall troyton wabashaw winona is this legitimately all section one teams and ellsworth i was gonna say i think ellsworth is the only non according to this that we're looking at yeah this holiday tournament down in Fillmore central yeah so there's going to be all sorts of section one matchups there john marshall
1: oh yeah no they're section one they are section
0: one duh don't forget
1: about the rockets um I wonder how long this tournament's been going on. I feel like back in the day, I even remember this one in the pulse bulletin results and all that. so mm-hmm. this is kind of cool that this one is basically a section one tournament.
0: It really is. you're gonna be attending, right? Um I will be checking the results on track wrestling in that way I'll be attending. Do they have track wrestling or internet down there? That's a good question. I'm not going to take shots at Fillmore Central. I'm sure they have internet we down there, ask. and there's I'm a, sure they do a phenomenal job with it.
1: There's that. a coach in Good U that is from Fillmore
0: Central, Lanesboro, Mabel Canton. I'm not very familiar with the Good U coaching staff. Could you enlighten me? We should ask him if they have internet. the abilities to put it on track down there. Uh, I'm sure they do. It, it looks like Chatfield's probably the clear favorite there to win that one yeah I think
1: beyond Chatfield, you look at the rest of the teams and that, where those will come in individually, you know for the individual team scores, I think will be pretty kind of fun to
0: see who do you think is the number two team there? That's a really good question. I think beyond Chatfield, a lot of these teams are kind of on a level playing field. I would say probably Ellsworth, Grand Meadow Leroy, Ostrand, or Southland, and Larp would be that next tier of teams for me just because I know those three all should be bringing full lineups and then Graham Meadow and LARP both have a couple more than a couple hammers mixed in so I'm going to say those three teams would be in the next tier for me. Grand Meadow, Leroy, I'll and
1: they'll have a couple individuals that should be there with Chatfield hopefully in the finals to give it a
0: quick early season look. Um, Wistie, uh what's kale, the uh, kale smith yeah there we go he's just an yep, yep just an eighth grader i think right yep smith so that'll is. be
1: that'll be a good look at gm los we haven't seen really them a whole lot with some light
0: competition yet this year nope and then larp is going to have a couple zebrowskis download they've got took there in the middleweights so they're going to bring some good individuals as well all right other tournaments on saturday trinity school at river ridge st charles is going to be going up there stewartville there as well stewartville doing a lot of traveling lately they are putting on some miles they are and then i think that's all i think that's all for saturday tournaments oh no it's not i missed a bunch of them the northfield tournament kyle why don't you touch on the northfield tournament
1: yes northfield over there uh Lake City, let me pull it up here. You just threw me for a loop. You were
0: supposed to keep talking. I can keep talking for a little bit Why more. Why do you so do that to me? I like to watch you scramble. So Pine Island's going to be up at Northfield. Lake City will also be there. Lakeville North, of course, not a Section 1 team, but we we saw them last weekend. They've got some hammers. Dover Iota is going to be there as well. And then we'll see if there's any other Section teams going up there to Northfield. Nope. Just look like that's the crew. Pine Island? I think I said Pine Island. I wasn't listening. I, I'm I'm sure just thinking that. about their coaches' room. <laughs> you think that's, we could sneak in? Well, we could certainly try. I have a mustache at the moment, so I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be sneaking around to school too much. I'm going to kind of be standing out. Yeah, but
1: this tournament, um, a lot of light competition there, I think. If you kind of look at some of those top-end teams, you're going to get uh, some really good top three to four kids in a lot of brackets and you know they do a good job they run a jv tournament over at their middle school as well which brings in a lot of kids so they run two gyms in that jv so we
0: should like talk jv maybe it's a jv takes podcast i'm always ready to tell jv wrestling stories <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think dover yoda is probably the best of the bunch after taking a second to digest this at st croix central they were up at lakeville north weren't they One of those St. Croix. There's a few of them. St. Croix Central, the blue and gray singlets. Yeah. Egan. Egan Egan. had a couple solid kids up there too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. And the big one. And the big one, the Minnesota Christmas Tournament. Do you want me to rattle off all the teams? Every single, all 30 some, or do we want to focus on the Section 1 teams? It's your day. I'm just living it. I want to go through, I I want to just briefly touch on which team placed highest last year, and then I want you to fill in the cracks for me, okay? So Simley won it last year, St. Michael-Albertville was in a near second, Hastings got third, so there is three of the top teams in the state right away. Kekana, Wisconsin placed fourth last year, New Prague was a state finals team, they got fifth. Eden Prairie was sixth, and then the first Section 1 team last year came in at number seven. I'm wearing their sweatshirt right now, Cass and Manorville. That's right. Cass and Manorville, the the highest-placing Section 1 team last year. And then who else can we expect to see there from Section 1? I'll rattle through the teams here because I think what
1: I didn't realize is there is no Wisconsin teams here this year. Oh, really? Uh,
0: We've got a few North Dakota and one South Dakota. So. Do you think that has to do with the weight changes or just coincidence? Oh, hold on.
1: Helps if I'm in the right tournament. I was looking at the rumble. Disregard. Okay. That okay. didn't make any sense. <laughs> we can delete that out. All right. 2023. We should map that in. Christmas tournament. Participating teams. Albert Lee, Amory, Wisconsin, Anoka, Apple Valley, Becker, Brandon Valley, South Dakota, Byron, Cambridge, Santee, Coon Rapids, Eastview, Eden Prairie, Farmington, Forest Lake, Hastings, Holman, Can we confirm a guest maybe from Holman in in the upcoming weeks? Uh, Homestead, Wisconsin, Casa Manorville, Monomedi, Menominee, Minnetonka, Woodbury, Wilmer, West Bend, Wyzetta, Watertown Mayor, Waconia, St. Michael, Stillwater, St. Thomas Academy. This sounded better in my head until I started doing it. St. Francis, (laughs) Simley, (laughs) You're in on it now.
0: You can't stop.
1: (laughs) Scott West, Rochester, Bale, Prior Lake, Plainview, Elgin, Millville Park, New
0: Prague, Mound Westonka, Moundsview. Okay. So, uh, Metro. What I'm hearing from section 1. Cassin Manorville, Albert Lee area, Rochester Mayo, Byron. Did I miss any from section 1? I don't think so. Last year's outstanding wrestler, Kyle. Any guesses? I'll give you a hint. Burgie. Nope. No, He's here. not from section 1. Braun, he, he graduated, but he's still wrestling in Minnesota, and he's absolutely lighting it up right now. Oh, for Laconia. the Gophers, yep, yep. Max Macanelli. There you go. Yep, he was last year's outstanding wrestler. If I Kyle, pose the question to me. Ask me if you th- if I think Casson is going to do better or worse than sec- seventh place this year.
1: Is Casson Manerville going to do better or worse than seventh place?
0: I think. They're going to do just a little bit better. I think they can creep into the top five. Simley graduated a ton. Hastings graduated a ton. Kakana, are they still going to be there? Do we know if Kakana is going to be there? They're not listed, no. No, Kakana's not listed. Okay, so I think there's some spots at the top that are opening up. Castle Manorville, I think they're going to creep higher than seventh. Last year, Albert Lee was 19th. I also, after another year of growth, I'd expect them to place a little bit better they could have like two, three kids in the finals, which would be super fun. Um, Rochester Mayo, good for them for taking on the competition. They've got a couple hammers. Will be fun to watch. Calder Sheehan, somebody like that, see how far they go. And then another team, I'm getting a little bit out of our area, but I, I announced wrestling matches up on the south side of the city, so I kind of like these teams as well. Shakopee was 17th last year. I think they have a real chance to jump up as well. They're one of the top five ranked teams in AAA right now. So, be a and lot I, to watch.
1: I think the other team that's probably going to be, well, we'll see, but Moundsview. Moundsview's sure. got some absolute studs. Oh, they're going now. And they're in. Therein, so, that'll Ooh. be it. You didn't, you tuned me out, didn't you, when I was listing the teams? I'd tune you out 90% <laughs> of the time. But I think Moundsview is one of those teams that.
0: Might not be on some casual fans' radar, so we'll see where they come in at. Yep, Monsview, definitely fun to watch. All right, Christmas tournament. And we decided that that was at the Mayo Civic Center, correct? That is correct. We don't know about live streaming, do we? Or anything like that? I would guess the finals have to be somewhere, maybe ready for them.
1: I Honestly, I believe it used to be on track, or it might still be on the track cast or the flow, however that... Because okay. it's sponsored, I think it's literally called Flow or something. Yeah, watch live Flow Wrestling. So powered by Matt Boss. I mean, wow! If you don't have two of the biggest sponsors right there in wrestling, you how's that been going?
0: Flow Wrestling. Do, do we with... have
1: do we have Flow Wrestling or Matt Boss as a sponsor yet?
0: Have we received an official apology from from Flow Wrestling or or Track Wrestling yet for the incident last weekend? I'm still waiting for some sort of written apology. If you follow any of those guys online. You'll never get one. I don't think they've ever made a wrong business decision in their life. No, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. And but there have- goes our sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> this, the 1% chance we had at getting sponsored is gone. I mean, gone.
1: we did start this podcast because we were ripping on them, so I don't think we had much of a chance nope.
0: anyways. No, I didn't think we did. <laughs> nope. Speaking of people who get ripped a lot, uh, new rankings come out this week. <laughs> so I think there's going to be some movement in single A, I'm going to start in single A if that's okay with you, Kyle. I think, as I pull these up here, I think Goodyear with their win over Holdingford, Holdingford, the number six team, that might give Goodyear a little bit of running room maybe to sneak into the top 12. Who knows? But how do you view that? How do you? How would you, if I said you're Roger or John or the <laughs> AAA guy, Mm -hmm. How do you view teams? Hans Hans is the AAA guy. We can't forget Hans. Hans. There we go.
1: He's new, right? He is relatively new. new.
0: I don't know how new. So how do you view
1: as you look forward into rankings and you claim you're going to do some more power rankings and update it and all that fun stuff? Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to do a blog post once a week too. Yeah, I was. All right. So (laughs) we'll see if we actually get this. But So as you're looking forward, how do you view teams not at 100% or teams not at the right weight? Does a win matter? I have a feeling you don't really value wins.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we were talking about this a little bit earlier. And kind of what I said is that when it comes to seeding things at tournaments, previous results are concrete. So hypothetically, let's say Team A beats Team B. But Team B says, well, we were missing five or six different starters when it comes to seeding. That's just too bad. If you lost to that team in the past, you have criteria over them. But it's a different conversation when we're talking about um, when, we're ta- when we're trying to project whether or not two teams, which team has a better chance of winning, right? That's a fair entry into the conversation when we're talking about Team B's second shot at beating Team A. Team B actually has those teams. Then it's or those wrestlers back. Then it's a completely different conversation. Rankings are a separate thing, and it's kind of a combination of the two. If it was me, I think I would go hard with the team that got the win in the past would get the edge over the team in the rankings. Would you, what, how did you? So feel if you were here that? for
1: algebra today, I think with all those A's and B's and minuses, the C. I think we just did it. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's fair. That's your opinion probably not right but it's your opinion i mean if a team has happened to miss five guys and they were sick that week i guess you kind of
0: got to factor that in would not you sure even in seating mm-hmm. no i think that's i think there's a lot of different ways that <laughs> i you already can got rankings. you talking back, back talking here oh
1: no just kidding
0: so what would you do if you were the ranker here for single a kyle good you right now is in the lean and mean holding for it is the number six team could you just knocked off Holdingford? What best would you about, do? Best part about this is I'm not, and you're a rankings guy, so I just get to ask you your logic behind it. So you would just avoid any sort of ranking. You would fold up shop pretty much. Okay. All right. That's all that's right. Fair so enough. I completely derailed your uh, rankings discussion. But you think there's going to be some movement? I do think there's going to be some movement. Yep. Chat- across Fee- all classes. Across all classes, Chapfield they came in at number three initially. They've had a hot start to the season. They could make a case for the one or two spot, but I don't think Jackson County Central or BBE have any done anything to deserve to be moved down. That Kenny Wanamingo and Dover match could have implications on the rankings, although I think rankings probably come out Thursday and that match is on Friday. So that won't be until the following one. So Class A, I'm going to pull up AA very quickly. So do you think you got you think when it all gets shuck out, top three are gonna stay the same in single A? Yeah, there just hasn't been enough head to head competition there. Like Jackson County Central hasn't lost a bad match, or BBE hasn't lost a bad match, and Chatfield hasn't gone and knocked off a Cass in Manorville or somebody like that. So for me the movement requires significant action, whether that's a bad loss or a great win. In AA, Casa Manerville started as number two. I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement there. Simile's probably going to stay in the one spot. Becker's had a good start to the season. I think one, two, three probably stays the same there. I could see Zombrota Mazeppa maybe moving up. I don't think that individual tournament results are really all that relevant to rankings, do you? Like with Watertown Mayor sitting there at sixth, so broda went up to the individual tournament for watertown mayor and they got first and blew them out of the the water team points wise do you think that's really relevant in rankings somewhat i think so it shows your depth i mean it might not
1: be matchup dual based but i think it still shows depth across where you have you know your your top place winners are scoring the most points and if you can get your middle of the road
0: guys a few more points in there i mean that does show your team depth but Mm -hmm. so like with college they'll do team tournament rankings and then team dual meet rankings i wonder if these these high school ones they don't specify but this has to be more for dual meet right it's dual yeah yeah dual meet okay so it literally says high school top team sure so Zimbroda Mazeppa maybe could move up a little bit i see absolutely no reason that they should move down with the hot start they're off to so you're keeping them
1: up. You're just moving them up slightly. Zimbroda, absolutely yeah, yeah, blowing yeah. out everybody, and you're
0: not really going to take that into account. Um, I am. So personally, if I was doing the AA rankings, I wouldn't want to just because John Allen does a phenomenal job. Props, to John. I would move Zimbroda Mazeppa up to six because I'm a Section One homer, and also because they're off to an incredibly hot start. I That's wouldn't. It? Mo- I wouldn't go to move them ahead of Dawson, Boyd, Lockley, Parley, oh. Montevideo because they've had a good start Take to the season stand, as well. a stand, Logan Brewer. Six.
1: You, off mic, you're like,
0: okay, wow. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so Zimbrotum is up, I think, could be as high as six, as low as eight. We'll find out on Thursday. Triple A, who's going to be the big mover there? you're
1: you're waiting for me to say something aggressive i see that look i just want to go back and how you just completely say one thing when the mic is on and another thing when the mic is off but i won't uh we'll just move on uh rochester mayo is the only section one team to start the year in uh, the triple a rankings i think they they'll fall um maybe fall out completely um getting the lean and mean there albert lee's gotta come up i think northfield and Oatana as well we haven't talked much actually about Oatana. Uh Oatana is just going about their business beating the teams they should not really any fanfare early on in the year uh so i think we're going to get a better picture of that as they kind of ramp ramp it up into some of these bigger tournaments
0: definitely owatana they're doing what they should they're beating the teams that they should they did wrestle Simley and Anoka last weekend. I think they knocked off Anoka. I have to go back and double-check on that one, but they're beating the teams that they should. Their lineup maybe looks a little bit different than I anticipated. There's some names in the middle yet that I haven't quite seen that uh, at some point should jump into the lineup. You mentioned Northfield as a big mover up. I wouldn't be surprised to see them hop into you know the 11-12 spot and John or Rochester Mayo drop down into the Lena mean like you mentioned Albert Lee how aggressively would i move Albert Lee up in the rankings Kyle I'll even take a stand here they need to be top top 7 I yeah they have to be in front of Apple Valley Apple yep. Valley's yep. 8 they beat Apple Valley Yep yeah they got to they got to start moving up the board Park is really good so yeah. it's it top Top teams in AAA, just quickly. St. Michael Albertville is not going anywhere. They're number one. Hastings is number two. Albert Lee only lost them by six. Moundsview and Stillwater are three and four. Shakopee and Eden Prairie are both five and six. Park is seven. I could see Albert Lee jumping to the eight spot, but I think their ceiling is higher than that. Yep. I think for now eight's fine, but I think their ceiling is closer to five. Yep, I completely agree, which is weird. That felt weird. (laughs) Fun fun fact, my brother-in-law,
1: the one that, oh, also two brother-in-law stories. One says, don't come to Christmas because I will destroy you.
0: Was that the one
1: that you called out on the podcast last week? Okay. That could get, that could be interesting. The other one that refers to us as Bob Ross of podcasting, Mm -hmm. I see Farmington here, and this is why it it reminded me of this. His son is a four-year-old trying wrestling for the first time, and guess who his coach is?
0: You're never going to guess it.
1: Give me a hint. Some ZM grad 04.
0: ZM graduate 04. Oh, that's a little bit before my era. I was big eight guy. years old. There was three big guys. I don't know if he graduated. Is it a rash?
1: Oh, you're right. Was it yeah. really? Yeah, Kevin Rash. So okay. Um, I had to send the the link to the podcast. He wants to wants to listen. So heck yeah, small him. it's
0: small world. Yep, yep. So so those the rashes were good wrestlers oh. for some. Brought up his app. I think Stu was uh a little bit closer to my era he might have been a graduate like 2008 2009
1: zach goes do you do you remember him i'm like yeah my neck's still sore i got headlocked my senior year and oh
0: (laughs) yeah permanent damage done (laughs) i can't look all the way to the right so you know (laughs) it'll get better with time i'm sure so yeah you just need it's been 20 years give it another 20 so now we got coach kevin rash
1: yeah up in Farmington, helping out the
0: youth program. So again, we got to go back and start putting together
1: these coaching trees and where they all come from. It's kind of fun seeing all the, all the old alum from different schools running around coaching.
0: Definitely, yep. I saw. So speak of Farmington, I think Venz. So we talked about the Al and Josh podcast. I think Al has one kid wrestling at Augsburg. Then it looks like the other one, Taylor, who was a Section One wrestler because Farmington was in Section One. He went down to Nebraska, was a great wrestler at Nebraska, and looks like he's up coaching at Augsburg now as well. Oh. Yeah. Section Section one connections. And of course, from now on, we got to get a weekly Al and Josh shout out. And we didn't, I was listening back, we never actually said they're a podcast
1: in Minnesota. Yeah. Go check it out. Search just like you would search for this podcast and mm-hmm. uh, give them a listen.
0: Yeah. It's the Al and Josh Show. And if you like our podcast, which frankly would surprise me <laughs> you'll you'll like their podcast a lot better they have so much wrestling insight they're incredibly knowledgeable and they don't have a ring doorbell that goes off during their podcast they just have other noisemakers. yeah going off throughout their they're podcast. having more fun than we
1: are <laughs> they are yes
0: <laughs> uh, maybe a couple more cold beverages than us so um oh, that's good have we gotten any feedback this week uh <laughs> I had one person at my gym tell me that we needed to do an episode for people who are new to wrestling. I'm going to let that idea sit on the back burner. I don't really feel like uh, you know hol- holding hands and explaining the sport of wrestling, but it probably would be a op- good opportunity to grow the sport. You know,
1: I was thinking about this after you told me this, and I think you're looking at it wrong, just plain and simple. And I think we should almost do this as like a poll question. Mm-hmm. That person at the gym doesn't really necessarily care about learning more about wrestling i think she wants to learn more about you as a person (laughs) that could be you know like uh, here's your sign logan sure so just just take that into account when people start talking to you about podcasting and you obviously know they don't care about wrestling they're not really talking to you about the podcast they're coming to the they're coming to the show for me yes you're saying and this advice is free Okay. I'm giving this to you as a, as a free public service announcement. Okay. Well, I hope this wasn't just a one-time
0: thing. I hope another person asked me about this. So,
1: oh, that would be great. So, so other than Logan getting hit on at the gym, talking about the <laughs> podcast, that's really the only major feedback. Um, we, yeah.
0: I talked to a few people on Thursday night in Good You, and the, the feedback was pretty positive. They were people in our corner of the state. I knew this before we started the podcast, but it's just even – becoming more evident as I hear from people they just love wrestling and going to a match on Thursday Friday or Saturday and watching your team wrestle isn't enough like people want to have conversations about the sport and not just the individual matchups but the great things that kids are doing the opportunities for growth like with girls wrestling people love having these conversations if we can just continue to make them happen I think it's Yeah, it's been awesome, and the community has really appreciated it, so we're lucky to be in our corner of the state.
1: Absolutely, and I think a couple things that we have decided we're going to do moving forward, Mm -hmm. uh, we can announce this, I think. If not, we'll edit it out. But uh, we got Coach Matt Mosseth and Coach Ryan Hill, so we always – Tout our match of the week. Well, we're going to do a match of the month here, hopefully in December, January, and February. Our first one is obviously the KM-Chapfield match on December 22nd. Uh, we've got both coaches, I think, going to jump on, do a little interview for us. And we're going to actually release that um, the Sun next Sunday night prior uh, to our normal episode, which will get released on probably Tuesday morning. So we're going to spend about you know a little time just breaking down that match, talking to the coaches, and seeing what they have in store. Because We're really going to a duel in Chatfield that is kind of going to hopefully bring back that old school vibe of just two teams duking it out in a dimly lit gym and see how it goes. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh,
0: Get it on your calendar. We've told you this already, so we're not sure why it's not on there. The 22nd at 7 p.m. Make sure you're, if you're not there, you're watching on the live stream. There's definitely going to be a live stream, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I know Chatfield, they have their CCTV. And then I think they also do it on, well, they used to do it on Facebook and youtube but we'll have to double check on that so that will be a lot of fun but that after this episode that'll be our next episode and then we will uh, do another review and then we're going to look forward to uh the Mm bi-state the holiday rogers holiday tournament rumble on the red and yeah that'll be our
0: over break with another another interview right you got that locked up we got another podcast guest yep coming right around the holidays excuse me it's been a it's a good guest been around section 1 in a few different roles so we'll get that date hammered down and then we'll notify you about that one on future episodes last thing i wanted to mention about chatfield and cassen Manorville, so i wonder if they're doing a jv duel beforehand like that would be s- super fun cuz those are two big bigger jbs yeah. those are two programs that could definitely put together jb lineups do you think we could lobby i don't know if our opinion matters that much <laughs> but we could try yeah i've been trying to, hard to get into the chatfield community you can tell how all the positive things i've said about the gophers so hope. yet you have a km sweatshirt on yeah I, I was cold and for some reason kyle you had a km sweatshirt in your closet do you want to explain that one i'm a fan you know so he's, a fan. he's a fan. Yep. all right well good Yeah, only a matter of time before we get our own t-shirts out there, huh? That's right. I think we should, uh, my mother
1: has started the process of connecting us with a uh, local business to get some t-shirts and apparel made. So we're working out the logistics, but hopefully we can get a, a store up if anybody
0: wants to Jump on and grab a, a JV Takes hat or shirt or something fun. Yeah, support if, the brand. If anybody's crazy enough out there to walk around in a JV Takes, I like how she did make the, stocking hat. The first one's camel, so we can kind of blend in if. Uh,
1: you know, if I'm in Mazeppa or you're in KM or something like that. So, Right. Keep you safe down in (laughs) Mazeppa. That's right. Don't want to send you
0: there alone. Mother's always looking out for us. Always. Always. So, all right. I think that's a wrap here, Kyle. We good? Checked all our boxes? We did. All right. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll do it again next week.